everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm Rob. I'm Caleb. And I'm Andy. And this is Everybody, everybody in the, in the Conference Room. room. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll ace it. Someday. We just gave somebody a seizure. That's right. Welcome to the show, about, everybody. How about I just be the spokesperson? Ready? Okay. And this is Everybody in the Conference Room. Hey, at least you got the name of the show right. Yeah. Oh, good job. She yeah. hasn't done that every time. So That's true. <laughs> true story. <laughs> Uh, hey, welcome to the show, everybody. As always, thank you so much for listening. Make sure wherever you get your podcasts that you subscribe. And if you leave us a good uh, five-star review on iTunes, we'll read it live on the air, and we really appreciate it. Make sure you tell a friend about the show. Uh, great, tangible way to uh, spread the word and really help us out. And come check us out at Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. Three bucks a month gets you access to the After Party at Poor Richards. Tonight, we're talking about our own moments where we came mm. to the negotiating table. Yeah, we did. Yeah, ne- negotiations. I mean, and Rob's a champ-ish. Uh, we'll see about that. Champ- <laughs> champ-ish. Champ-ish. <laughs> champ-ish. Uh, and speaking of Patreon, I want to say thanks to all of our patrons for your support. You guys are awesome. And especially uh, a shout-out to our $20 patron, the assistant to the regional manager, Mr. Brian Cavazos. Brian Cavazos. That is correct. Uh, now, real quick, couple, one one little housekeeping thing. Uh, if you've been listening in the last couple of weeks, due to social distancing, we've had Caleb Polk uh, via FaceTime or Instagram Live, keeping, yeah. keeping the show going. We're doing it. We're getting it done, guys. That's right. That's right. Uh, but we, we had talked about the possibility of uh, having you in studio next week. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, sure, I think we're gonna we're gonna test the waters here and uh, get some some good uh, safe distance between us. And, oh, baby! Uh, give I it think a our go. Table is actually six feet long. I think there's yeah, there's room. Yeah, yeah. actually, the table we record on is gigantic. So it's, it's huge. Perfect. So I think we'll be fine. <laughs> awesome. So that'll be that'll be really cool to have uh, to have you back in person, my friend. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Yeah. We won't have to awkwardly do the intro anymore. It's going to be awesome. It's going to sound so good. Um, now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a little bit of sad news, okay, oh, on, on the front end of this episode. Uh, this has nothing to do with The Office, but it does have everything to do with comedy and uh, somebody who deserves a little bit of a, a, bit of a, a shout out. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and, and this, this, uh, this podcast, okay, it's timeless in the sense that The Office will be a timeless thing that you can always go back and listen to these reviews. But it is a bit of a time capsule in the sense of what is happening culturally in the world. You know, right now we're in the middle of the coronavirus, all that stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, today, May 11th, 2020, comedian, movie star, Mr. Jerry Stiller, at mm-hmm. age 92, passed away. No, how sad. So sad. So sad. Uh, I know that I know him. I just don't know how. So you know Jerry Stiller as uh, George Costanza's dad on Seinfeld. There you go. But you know him even better as Maury Ballstein from the movie Zoolander. Yes. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. That's right. Frank Frank Costanza is iconic. He will forever live on in our household. When I proposed to my wife, she was wearing a Festivus for the rest of us oh, Christmas man. sweater. Um, dude, oh, Seinfeld has a massive place in my heart. It's like one of the, I mean, it was the first sitcom to like truly be about nothing. It just yeah. showed you that like life is funny if you exactly. find it. Like, 
it was exactly. such a it was such a refreshing thing dude and it, now it's it's uh, i don't know it's iconic man oh my gosh yep. what took him the rona no no just uh his son ben stiller uh, tweeted that it was his son <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I you were gonna stop Whoa. right there that took a, yeah, so his that son, took a uh, ben stiller <laughs> murdered him in cold blood <laughs> Uh, no, I just uh, Ben Stiller earlier uh, tweeted and said that it was just natural causes. He was 92. He lived a long and full life. He was married to his wife for 62 years. No. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh man, you do not hear that anymore. <laughs> he was a gangster. So uh, to Jerry Stiller, a c- comedic legend, really. Man, we say R.I.P. Uh, rest in peace, my friend. You're loved. You're awesome. You will That's be right. missed. You will be missed. All right. Uh, so uh, you guys want to jump in now? <laughs> yeah. That's a great setup here. Let's yeah, tee it off. I'm trying Thanks to figure, for that. I tried to figure out a segue, and there's just no way. There's no way. That's okay. <laughs> that, was, that was a great one. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, that's why I get paid the big bucks. Um, all right. So, so tonight, uh, Dwight is no hero. Jim dodges a bullet. Daryl wants a raise. And Michael wants that zoppity. This is The Negotiation, Season 3, Episode 18 of The Office. All right, so as the episode opens, uh, if you remember last week, we, we left with uh, Roy and his brother Kenny. They had destroyed uh, poor Richards, unfortunately. Um, and Stupidly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Idiotically. Uh, so the, dumb. But the last thing that we hear is Roy say, I'm going to kill Jim Halpert. H- Halpert. <laughs> All right. Murder coming. So, so this comedy sitcom turned into a it's gonna be true murder crime. mystery. True crime. Yeah. I don't know. You did point that out last week. And I was like, man, this is the first time it kind of leaves on a cliffhanger. Like, yeah. You're like, yeah. I got to oh watch. Gosh. I got to watch next week because I got to know what yeah. happened. And I'm sorry that I butchered Jim's last name. Um, <laughs> well, this episode opens with Roy in the parking lot. And he's sort of pacing. You can tell he is ready to go to town. Oh, um, yeah. But I don't think he, I think it's like he can't get into the building unless somebody lets him in, maybe. So he sees people leaving, and that's his moment to get into the building. I think that he still wants a scene. I think he's pacing back and forth, just talking in his head, like, you ready for this? Ready to punch Jim in the face? <laughs> Getting hyped <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, like. Well, we cut into the office, and. Things are. It seems like things are kind of winding down for the day. Some people are heading out. Karen is trying to convince Jim, uh, I think, to go out and see a movie. And Jim wants to stay home and watch a baseball game, which I don't know about you, but guys, I'm ready for baseball to come back. Enemy. I'm ready for <laughs> I'm any fine. sports to come back. <laughs> I will so take good. badminton at this point. Let's get some live competition. I've got my masterpiece theater, and so I'm I'm feeling pretty strong. Dude, this this lady's like all about that show, Poldark. You know, do you know what you. that is? Do you know Pol- Poldark? Do you know anything about Poldark? No, what is this? It's like uh, you want to talk about it. You, you describe. No, no, because I don't know the period. What is it? It's like it's it's the it's like right right after the American Revolution, but it's in England. It's in England. Yeah, and it's okay. just following like the elite through their life and kind it's of like transitioning no. from. 
Don't say. Actually, that I'm offended. It's, okay. Dude, it is. It is, oh it is no doubt, Nabby. You watch. You shut your mouth when you're talking. You, to me. you shut your mouth. <laughs> but yes, it's exactly like Delton by. <laughs> except no. yeah, except it's just fuller. There is like more business involved, and you stay with both the elite and the common folk. I guess that's Delton. That's Delton. It's exactly Delton Abbey. It is nothing. <laughs> so the way you just described it is Delton Abbey. This? You know what? Here's what I'll say. It's if, the, if it's if it was like Downton Abbey, then Downton Abbey lives upstairs and Poldark lives down in the servants' quarters. That's Except all I'm saying. Except I can't watch an episode without <laughs> okay. this child because he loves it too. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, there you go. Anyways, all I'm saying, I, I'm hearing that NASCAR is coming back in two weeks and that baseball may be coming back in like a month. So I am Oh, absolutely let's go ready. sports. Yes. Go sports team. Go. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so Roy, yeah, so Karen's trying to get Jim to go out to a movie, but he's like, he'd rather stay home and watch the Phillies game. Yeah, she calls him agoraphobic. I, yeah, do you know what that means? That's a big word. That's a t- that's yeah, a ten dollar word. I had to right look there. it up. I had to look it up for sure. No, I mean I knew what it was. Uh, so agoraphobic is like a fear of like mass hysteria and crowds. <laughs> and sounds, so, sounds about right for these times. Yeah. Um, but in the midst of this conversation, we hear somebody yell out the words, Hey, Halpert. And Roy is in the building and he just pauses. He looks at Pam. Pam looks at Jim. Pam looks at Roy. Roy looks at Jim. And Karen looks at Jim. <laughs> Everybody looks at each other. And then Roy just decides to go in for the punch. And as he pulls his fist back, Dwight stands up, pepper sprays him, and he drops. And Boom. that's right, that's my right. man Dwight. He oh, comes. he was ready. He's been training his whole life for this. He ha- well, <laughs> he's at least been training the last eight years because what he says is that for the last eight years he has brought in pepper spray to the office, and for the last eight years everyone has been laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> Look everyone who's laughing who knew now. Which that's right. <laughs> Who is laughing now? Uh, as Nobody, he's... because pepper spray affects everyone in the audience <laughs> or everyone in the. <laughs> freaking office have you ever been pepper sprayed either one of you what? i have that would been, be a story i've only caught a dusting of it at uh at a van's warp tour actually oh, <laughs> that's Funny. so good let me tell you what it's like though from a distance it's like a crap took a piss in your eyes uh, <laughs> that's basically wow. what it feels like so it hurts oh my gosh i've never heard anything described so well that's amazing <laughs> It freaking it was rough, and that was from like a bit away. Oh man, I can't. I I don't want to. I don't want to even. Who? Uh, okay, so then uh, as we come back from the credits, uh, Michael and Toby they're sitting in the conference room. They're on the phone with Jan. Jan is needing some sort of an explanation of what happened. Um, you know, she talks about hey, last Friday you had an employee who you know basically tried to assault another employee. Um, Michael is reassuring her. Jan, it's fine. It was a crime of passion. It, was, it, it wasn't a disgruntled employee. Everyone here is extremely gruntled. Extremely. <laughs> you understand. Everyone here is extremely gruntled. Uh, yeah. And uh, then, of course, she finds out that Toby's in the room. She didn't know initially that Toby was there. But Toby gives her basically Most the rundown. Most people don't know initially that Toby yeah, is that's there. True. That's absolutely true. Um, but we find out Roy was fired, of course. Sure. Uh, Jim has decided that he's not going to press charges on Roy or the company. 
Okay, the company would be weird, but got it. Cool guy, Jim. <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm going to press charges. Um, and then Daryl wants a raise. Sure. Yeah. And this is sort because of because he was in this. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> he. This is sort of going to set up the the arc of the episode because uh, you know. Daryl, Michael basically says, hey, I, I have it handled. He's just trying to use the the Roy situation as leverage. I'm going to take care of it. Jan wants to re- be reassured. You will handle it. He says, yeppers. <laughs> and then Jan just drills him in this moment. What have I told you about yeppers? It's this, this, is a, uh, this is a sore spot for James. He does <laughs> for not real? like yeppers. <laughs> Did he use it outside of the office that got really offensive for her and now it's just like never allowed? It's oh got to be gosh. one of those things. Hun, can you pass me the cup? Yeppers. Uh, what did I tell you? <laughs> I told you never to say it again. Do you remember that? And his response, yeesh. Yeesh. <laughs> he had to save from him it. saying yippers. You just can't do yeesh. it. He just can't say the word yes. <laughs> um, we, we cut over to a talking head of Pam. Pam says, you know, when it comes to that situation... Uh, she doesn't really want to talk about it. You know, she just doesn't really want to comment on it. But it sucked. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and then uh, Jim, we we get a talking head of Jim because Jim says, basically, he's come to the realization that uh, he he realizes that he's lucky that Dwight was there. And Roy is lucky that Dwight only used the pepper spray. And and not the nunchucks or the throwing stars, which we see Dwight (laughs) pulling out. And it's amazing. He's just got these weapons everywhere. Oh, yeah, dude. Good. I want to work with Dwight. Makes everybody feel safe. Until it's used against you. Never mind. There's Meredith. (laughs) Oh, my God. And Meredith now has rabies because of Dwight. So never mind. We haven't haven't got there yet. We haven't got there yet. Yes, we... Spoilers. Oh, no. What have you done? Okay, bye. That's right. That's right. She's had a bat on her face. Um, so then Jim is trying to thank Dwight. He he wants to show Dwight some appreciation for Dwight's help. And Dwight basically says, I'm not going to accept your gift. Um, I saw someone breaking the law and I interceded. And Jim is like, nah, but I got you this gift. Dwight is saying, and I quote, don't want it, won't open it, don't need it, won't take it. <laughs> <laughs> He is dead set on not taking this gift from Jim. Yeah, I, he 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 says citizens do not accept prizes for being citizens. All right, <laughs> he's like the most honorable man there is. Right? There you go. Oh, so my. great, like Poldark. Uh, <laughs> don't I, don't go down that road because even you had some issues with Mister okay, Ross Poldark. Literally, we're watching an episode. And she's like, I hate him. I hate him so much. Yeah, <laughs> those words came out of my mouth. If anybody's watched Poldark, you'll know. Um, and so then we cut to a talking head of Dwight. Because Dwight, we, we sort of get a glimpse for Dwight what it means to be a hero. He says, I'm not a hero. You know, real heroes are the guys who wake up, they go to work, they receive a distress call from the commissioner, take off their glasses, put on a cape, and fly around fighting crime. Those are, those are the real ones, guys. Those are the real heroes. Oh, my gosh. And in this season of COVID, I like half expected him to say, healthcare workers. That's right. They go <laughs> and to I was work. like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Different time. They put on some scrubs. They put on some scrubs, and they save some lives. And then they rip off the scrubs <laughs> and fly around and fight crime. <laughs> <laughs> 
we head over to accounting because Oscar has Roy's last check. Roy's going to have to come and pick it up, apparently. Why can't they put it in the mail? That's that's a valid question. Especially, that is an awkward one. Especially when he's incredibly violent. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't have his mailing address. Um, Kevin uh, is kind of, you know, basically expressing that he's sorry that he missed it. He missed the fight. He wishes he could have been there. Angela, at this point then, also mentions to Oscar, like, hey, can you describe what happened? Because I missed it. And as Oscar begins to break it down, it's obvious that for Angela, this is almost like like she's getting her jollies. She's getting her jollies oh, on this. Sexual okay. is the word we're looking for. <laughs> Sex. Uh, yeah, no, she is God? like, Was she wants you? to hear about her man saving the day. For you real. Know? She is. Uh, she liked it. She liked it. Yeah, she's excited to hear the story. And she will hear it many times before the day is over. Yes. Thanks, uh, Angela. We cut into Michael's <laughs> office. And uh, Jim is there with Michael. Michael needs some help practicing for the negotiation that will happen later with <laughs> Daryl. Would okay, you guys are you guys are leaders. You have staff that work under you. Would it make you nervous to have somebody come and ask for a raise? Do you feel like you would need to like? Prep? That's literally every. I have that discussion a week almost. I feel like, but I work in a sales role, so it's different. Somebody wanting a raise. Yeah. What do oh, you say? Baby. I say no. no. <laughs> You're like, ah, times are tight. I don't know if corporate's going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we have a, it's nice because it, sales is very black and white for anybody that listens and works in sales. But like, it's nice because it's basically laid out when you get your raises, but everyone reminds you when it's really close. Ah, okay. Right. Nice. Um, no, I mean, for me, I, I work more in like a nonprofit uh, scenario and so for me um, in in the nonprofit world you usually make less than you would work in corporate I guess you know like it, yeah. it, in something similar and so when people come and they're asking for a raise like as their boss like I hear what they're saying and I'm like man if there's anything I can do absolutely I want to try to figure this out you know like yeah uh, because and I work with awesome people I work with people who absolutely uh, deserve deserve it so um, nice. Points to the next guy. You can you make less? Cause he needs <laughs> yeah, more. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just let me fire somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so Michael uh, wants Jim to help him work on these negotiating tactics, and Jim is interested. Where did you get these from? Wikipedia. And Michael <laughs> sort of a very reliable source. Yeah, Michael breaks down why Wikipedia is amazing. You know, anybody. Yeah. Anybody can go on and write whatever they want. Listen, I listened to all the teachers say, can't use Wikipedia as a source. I used it anyways and then just picked the first one that they cited. I didn't care. <laughs> it's they our, never double-checked. It's like our generation's cliff notes, right? Yeah, and look at me. I'm not a college grad. <laughs> look at me all smart and stuff. But he's yeah, he says Wikipedia is amazing because anybody can go on. They can write whatever they want about any subject so you know you're getting the best information. Yeah. Duh. Makes sense. Um, so Michael tries a tactic. Um, he, as Jim is asking for a raise, uh, Michael leans back and starts to whisper. And, 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 
Was his tactic number one. Jim is very confused. And when he asks Michael to explain, Michael says that by leaning back and whispering, I am, and I quote, having a physically dominant position. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try that out on the next one. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Um, The next tactic uh, Michael wants to try is walking out unexpectedly. Uh, Jim asks for some clarification. What's that going to look like? And Michael says, it's a surprise. (laughs) Even to me. (laughs) I'll even surprise myself with this. So as Jim starts to ask, Michael gets up and starts to walk out. But Jim knows him so well. As he's walking out, Jim has has a little something that he throws to uh, help him come on back. (laughs) Yeah, he lists the three keywords for Michael. He says, uh, under his breath, very quietly, Sex, Steve Martin, Terry Hatcher. <laughs> and I'm back. Absolutely. Which, this is why Jim's successful in sales. He knows the client. There he knows it is. what they're into. So he knew what, he knew what would uh, put him on the hook. Immediately, Michael's like, what? So, oh, wait, sorry, what? <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Jim's like, he immediately nah. goes, Yeah, Jim is just like, no, nah, I, I, I was just waiting to see how your tactic worked. And Michael's just like, no, it's, it sounds like you're going to talk about something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> He's not getting it at all. Oh, my gosh. So we come back to the annex, and Dwight is giving a rundown of the incident to Toby. Um, very, very professionally. Um, I think he even refers to Roy as the perp at some point. <laughs> He's like a police report. He's like, exactly. I took out my, I released my pepper spray from approximately three meters away, <laughs> struck the perp in the face, uh, then called for backup. <laughs> I love that. This is There's a tactic here by Toby that I think is really awesome, though, is as Dwight is saying, I removed the pepper spray from its secret hiding place. Where's that? Yeah, Toby just kind of nonchalantly, oh, and where's that? Like, just, you know, like, he's going to go get his weapons, obviously. Uh, but where's that? And Dwight just does not miss a beat. Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Irrelevant. Uh, he finishes up and then just says, the end, stands up and walks out. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Perfect rundown. Uh, as he's leaving, though, we get introduced into a conversation that's happening between Ryan and Kelly. Kelly is basically saying, Hey, in that situation, you know, you probably would have just left me to fend for myself. I uh, love that there's they're fighting about a non thing. Like nothing happened to them. Yeah. But she found reason to like it's be a, mad it's like at what, him. Uh, it's a what if fight. Like, and need answers. Happen? Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I love my wife, but we don't we don't actually ever argue about these things, but she loves to ask what ifs. <laughs> uh, we've we've like like I they're just so crazy. It's just like I feel like sometimes we're laying in bed, she's like, What if I woke up tomorrow with no legs? We're just <laughs> Would you would you still take care of me, or would you leave me? You're like it depends. Is and there like, a wheelchair nearby, or do I have to carry you? Oh I'm like, are we at are we at a pen and teller show? Like, are they gonna take your legs and then leave? Like, what I want to know these answers too. I'm gonna have to text her and be like, do you say more. Yeah. <laughs> and what I did said, you say? Here's what I said. I said, babe, absolutely, I'd leave. I'd figure out somebody else that has two legs and uh, be like, <laughs> the husband or what? And, no, and that uh, works great. <laughs> I'd say, she kissed you on my toes. I love them, actually. They're really fun. I would say, uh, yes, I would leave. See, I would find somebody else who had two legs, and I'd get really close to them so they trust me, and then I would steal their legs, <laughs> and I'd bring them back to you, and you could have their legs, 
And it's so romantic. It's so <laughs> romantic. We'll be right again. Just then we learn that you're stronger with metal legs. That's so right. Wow. Metal legs. That's right. And you become Bi- a crime fighter. The bionic legged crime fighter. <laughs> but while I was gone, you learned how to walk on your hands. And you didn't need any legs. <laughs> and it was awesome for me because your shirt kept going up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many twists and turns this tale is taking. I love it. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, Kelly is mad at Ryan because he would probably leave her to fend for herself. Um, we we hear a story about a time that a kid threw a milkshake on her at a carnival, and Ryan is like, "Yeah, I left you to fend for yourself because that was hilarious." <laughs> Like, this would be really funny if it happened. So then Kelly says, fine. Then And so this insinuates that this has already happened. Next time you call me in the middle of the night thinking there's a murderer in your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like, Shh. So it wasn't in, me. This insinuates that at some point, Ryan, in the middle of the night, heard a noise, grabbed his phone, called Kelly and said, Kelly, Kelly's here. There's a murderer in my apartment. I'm so scared. <laughs> and what in the world did he think that Kelly would do? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> of all people. So as they're, as they're fighting, Toby is just like, uh, guys, there's more people back here, guys. Could you just... Hold on, I'm imagining Kelly saying, hand him the phone. And then the murderer? Just, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then the just phone. talking. Let me talk to them. Oh what God. are you doing? <laughs> Who do you think that you are? Don't you oh dare gosh. touch this precious little man of mine. <laughs> um, but then Toby comes to a realization. He says, you know, I don't think that Michael moved Ryan back here to punish me. But if he did... He is a genius. <laughs> oh my gosh! Which it would be the most genius move ever, right? Sure. Like, oh my gosh, what a diabolical way to like torture somebody. Well, I mean, and think about the annex. Okay, you have Kelly was already back there. Michael doesn't like Toby, so Toby's back there. Toby has lived there his whole life, and then, <laughs> he's never had any other home. Exactly. R- Ryan got fired to the annex. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he's back there. The business school thing happened. He betrayed Michael. Michael sends him to the... Like, it really is the place that Michael sends people to die. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the waiting room. Dang. Um, so then we cut back into Michael's office. And it is time for Daryl to w- come to the negotiating table with Michael. Yeah. Uh, as they're getting ready to start the meeting, Michael's... Uh, you want to... Let's... Why don't... Actually, why don't we go to the conference room? No, let's stay here. Change the location. Wait, actually, why don't we... Let's go to... You want to go to the conference room? Let's go... Yeah. Hit, what? Yeah, let's go to the conference room. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that from Wikipedia, tactic number six, like you said, change the location. That's right. It's perfect. Negotiation pro over here. That's right. Keep I them. learned all I know from good old Michael Scott. That's right. She always changes the location every single time. Uh, so we see them sitting in the conference room and they're just being very, very quiet. And we find out that tactic number 14 is declining to speak first because it makes the other person feel awkward and it gives you all the power. Yeah. Daryl is playing it so cool. He's just sitting there to the point where Michael has to at some point say, um, I'm declining to speak first. <laughs> I'm declining to speak first. I love that Daryl doesn't even care. He's like, fine, I'll jump yeah. in. Oh. Uh. 
so this forces Daryl to start. Daryl says, "Okay, I'm going to say it." You know, he and and what we hear, what we find out is that Daryl is scheduled for a raise in six months, but he wants it moved up to now. Uh, and Michael is hesitant. He's saying, yeah. "Hey, you know, times are you know, it's it's times are tight right now." Uh, he doesn't think that corporate is going to go for it. But as he's explaining this, Daryl's giving him kind of looking him up and down and realizes that there's something off. Yeah. He asks him, are you wearing ladies clothes? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Michael, Michael doesn't think that he is. And he basically says that that's not a mistake that he will make again. (laughs) (laughs) What what does that mean? Oh, for sure. There's some history details, Michael. Uh, But Michael basically has to, Michael needs to confirm this. So he walks out into the bullpen in front of the whole staff, goes to Pam and says, Pam, please tell Daryl that this is not a woman's suit. To which Pam immediately says, says, oh my God, that is a woman's suit. (laughs) (laughs) I love that it was Daryl that noticed. You wear lady clothes. Are you wearing lady clothes? How did he know? Oh, he knew. Shoulder pads. He knew. He was. He was like, "Why are you looking so sexy in the office right now?" <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. So Michael basically says, "Like, I got it out of a bin. It. You know, there was people going through the bin. I grabbed it. It fit. So it's it's not a lady suit. If anything, it's at least bisexual." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at this point, Kevin gets into the mix. He wants to know, hey, who makes it? Michael yeah. opens the jacket, and it's got like this like purple, like magenta. Satin. Yeah, satin <laughs> oh, on the yeah. inside with a label that in all caps has the word Miss, M-I-S-S, Mysterious. Mysterious. <laughs> uh, and Michael says it is mysterious because the buttons are on the wrong side. <laughs> And there's no pockets. <laughs> there's no pockets. He's it's, it's he very said, shapely on his booty. That's it right. has square shoulders. It's got shoulder pads. <laughs> he says it's a European cut, and just like the Italians, they don't wear it with pockets. So he's trying to explain it. Yeah. Uh, and we cut to a quick talking head because Pam is like, "There's been some really crappy days lately. This this helped. I need I needed yeah. this. Yeah. This is a little bit yeah. of a pick me up for Pam, which is really good." In the midst of it, Daryl is taking photos of Michael with his phone and sending them to all the guys in the warehouse. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) This is just going the opposite of any type of negotiation. Absolutely. And that's to that point, that's basically what Michael says. He's saying, look, negotiations are all about controlling things. If you make one small, tiny mistake, you're dead. Today, the tiny mistake that he made was wearing women's clothes. <laughs> We've all been there. Dang it. Dang it. <clears throat> I did have one time in high school where I um, was late to football practice in the morning, and so I only wore athletic shorts, and I would, like, pack my clothes in my bag. Oh, no. And so I just grabbed some jeans really quick off the dryer as I was running, and um, oh. <laughs> I, like – get to school, work out, I'm showering, I go to get dressed, and I realize that I actually picked up my dad's pants, who was, <laughs> who was at the time, I mean, this was back in high school, at the time, much larger than me, and I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And so I had to, like, borrow, tie them borrow your girlfriends. and, like, just hold them until I could get to my car and get drive home and get different pants. Oh, yeah. my God. At least you didn't grab your mom's pants. <clears throat> 
Oh, that would be oh good. Gosh. Mom jeans. Yeah. That would be <laughs> Mom jeans. <laughs> Uh, we cut into the break room. We got Kevin, Stanley, Angela, and Karen hanging out. And Kevin is asking questions to Karen in his awkward way. You know, oh, it was a weird seeing a guy beat up your 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 boyfriend over another woman and all that stuff. But Angela in this moment, uh, again, plays dumb and says, you know, I would love it if you'd give me some of the details. I wasn't there. And as yeah. Karen starts to explain again what happened, <laughs> Angela. She's getting those jollies. <laughs> She's getting the jollies. She is just jolly, jolly okay. ranchers. That is right. She is like hot and bothered about this. <laughs> this is her pole dark, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it sounds so good. <laughs> so back in Michael's office, uh, the talks over Daryl's rays continue. And Daryl is basically saying, hey, you know, we had the branches merge. We're doing double the orders. we got a smaller crew because Roy is gone. Um, this is where Michael decides to uh, try to use, I believe it was tactic number six, which is to lean back and whisper. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps telling Daryl, you, you make a good point. You're making a very good point. <laughs> uh, Daryl doesn't understand what he's doing. But we cut into the break room, and Jim and Pam are there, and Pam feels the need to apologize to Jim. And she kind of breaks down that she feels really dumb for getting back with Roy, um, but it's definitely over for good. And mm. then we'll see. Jim gets yeah, crazy. Is it, is it, Pam? This is a moment where Jim is like a little snarky, right? Well, he almost yeah. got punched in the face today. So. Sure. I mean, I get it. But he's like, when she says we're done for good, he says, we'll see. I'm sure you guys will find your way back to each other. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, that was a little mean. Get yeah. you some of that, Pam. Dang it. And again, she's a little teary-eyed. And, and as he's leaving, she says, hey, really, I am really sorry. And, and yeah. <sighs> Jim was a little bit of a jerk in this moment. That's all I'm saying. Jim yeah, was a little bit a little of a jerk. He was. Um. So back in Michael's office, Michael wants Daryl to take this piece of paper, write the number that he wants, and then pass it back to Michael. Daryl's like, why can't I just tell you? And of course, Michael's like, because that's the way this is done in films. <laughs> in the Godfather, this is how they did it. <laughs> so Daryl writes a number and passes it back to Michael, and Michael laughs. Because Michael says, I don't even make this much. And this kind of starts a little bit of an issue here because Daryl doesn't believe him. He's like, you've been here for so long. I don't believe you. So Michael pulls out and shows him a pay stub. I don't know why he did that. That's nuts. That's you, crazy. You don't do that. Yeah. But he shows him pay stub to prove it. And Daryl starts laughing. And Daryl is saying to him, you are barely making more than I am. And you've been here for 12 years. 14. Michael says, no, it's been 14, actually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Michael makes it clear. Look, hey, it's not just about the money. When you're in a position like mine, it's all. It's also about the perks. Like each year, I get a $100 gas card, and you can't put a price on that. <laughs> <laughs> can't put that price on the $100 gas, oh gas card. Oh, my gosh. 
So things are starting to unravel for Michael a little bit. And if anybody's got control in this negotiation, it's definitely Daryl. He is starting to get the upper hand. Um, Back out in the bullpen, though. So Jim earlier, he tried to give Dwight a gift to say thank you. Dwight's not having it. So Jim is saying, hey, what if, uh, you know, let me just take you out and at least and buy you a beer. Yeah. And now this is an interesting, we're going to go a little nerdy here. Because Dwight says when Han Solo <laughs> shows up at the Death Star and, you know, blows up the TIE Fighters and saves the entire rebel cause, do you think he did so for a free beer? <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Which, no, he didn't. But he did do it for a very large reward. He was saying that before they were heading out to the Death Star. He wanted a huge reward. It's right. He's trying to hit that payday, and I'm sure he got many free beers. <laughs> and a gold medal. Yeah. Unlike Chewie. And they had a parade. That's right. Unlike Chewie, who got nothing, he got gypped. So. Yeah, what the heck? Dang it, Dwight. Um, but this is a moment where Jim, he's getting a little bit frustrated. He's saying, look, I'm, I'm trying to prank the guy. He never sees it coming. I want to appreciate him. And he's like an eel. He, I just can't, I can't figure him out. And uh, Karen says, you know, hey, maybe it's the fact that you're guilty over all the pranks. And Jim says, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, what? maybe it is. Maybe it is. Because so it for sure is. Oh, absolutely. So, so then at this point, though, we cut into the break room. Michael is there and he's just sort of sitting by himself. And Kevin walks in and says, hey, Michael, here's that $15 that I owe you. I heard you need it. Oh, gosh. I love him. You know uh, he emailed that out. Oh, uh, yeah. So many people know about it now. Uh, and how much do you want to bet that Kevin makes more than him? Oh, man. <laughs> but also in this moment, Creed happens to be there. Creed says, hey, and here's the 40 that you lent me. Michael says, I didn't lend you $40. And Creed says, in a way, you did. In a way. <laughs> Which, what does that mean? Did he like? Did he pick his pocket that morning? He's or like, what? Mm. oh my gosh, <laughs> so good. Um, we cut to a quick talking head of Stanley, who says, "Yeah, I heard what Michael made, and I still think he's overpaid." <laughs> <laughs> so, so as the negotiation is sort of trying to come to an end, Michael says, "Look, Daryl." The best I can do is a 5% raise. And Daryl makes a good point. He says the only reason that they can only do 5% is they're not going to pay me more than they're paying you. Sure. You need to get a raise. Yeah. yeah. You, you need to get out there and earn, son, is what he says. Earn, son. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, Daryl, ta- he convinces Michael to call Jan and get a raise. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, there's a friend for you. I know Daryl wanted more money also. Michael would have never done it, if not peer pressure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love that as Michael is picking up the phone and saying, I'm going to call Jan, Daryl says, make it happen, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I will make it happen, Sergeant. <laughs> yeah, I will make it happen, Sergeant. <laughs> but while he's on the phone, we cut out to the bullpen. Okay. Angela is still trying to get those jollies. <laughs> So oh, yeah. she decides to head over and talk to Creed and get Creed's retelling of the incident, which for him involves, he thinks that Jim stole Roy's car. <laughs> then Roy pulled out a sock full of nickels. Sure. 
yeah. Very likely. He, he keeps calling Roy the big fella. The big fella. <laughs> the big fella. <laughs> and then, uh, but then Dwight coming to the rescue stood up with a lighter and a can of hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, were you sleeping? Oh my god! I love her reaction because she knows the whole time this is bullcrap. Like <laughs> just making this up. She literally says, "You are useless." And he walks away. Yeah, I like that story better. I would have been like, "Do say oh more." Oh my gosh! Yeah, that would have been so rad if you pulled out a flamethrower. Are you kidding me? That's so sweet. Um, on the phone back with Michael, uh, Jan is saying, "Hey, you know, I hear what you're saying. Maybe we can push it to next month and you know talk about it." next fiscal year and stuff like that. And Michael is saying, no, I want to do it today, which this interaction has so many. That's what she says that he misses. Yeah. She says, fine. But if you want to, we're going to, if you want to do it today, we're going to have to do it in person. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, if you want to do it today, you're going to have to bring Toby, which is probably the worst. That's what she said. That's why he missed it. (laughs) <laughs> um, she says you're going to have to bring an HR representative so bring Toby and he says hey I'd rather kill myself <laughs> she said well your choice <laughs> he's so offended that she thought you How need dare to bring you? Toby <laughs> to do his job <laughs> so we cut into the annex Ryan and Kelly are still fighting and Michael walks in and says hey Toby come on Toby wants to know where they're going Michael says, I'm going to smack you in the head with a hammer. <laughs> Toby considers his options and says, all right, and goes with Michael. <laughs> For it. He would rather die than having to keep listening to Ryan and Kelly argue. Which, really quick, can we talk about their argument? As they're walking out, Kelly says, and I quote, what's wrong <laughs> with naming a baby Usher Jennifer Hudson Kapoor? <laughs> I don't get it either, Kelly. I'm confused as well. My counter question, what is right about that? (laughs) I don't know. What's wrong? Usher plus Jennifer Hudson? Sounds like a match made in heaven, right? (laughs) There you go. Uh, So the three amigos, and by three amigos, I mean Daryl, Michael, and Toby, are uh, in Daryl's truck driving to New York. They are crammed in there. And uh, Michael decides to do a great Chris Tucker impression from Rush Hour. Oh, my gosh. Never touch a black man's radio. (laughs) Yeah. And then he says, I won't touch yours, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I love that Daryl says, Mike, you comfortable? And he goes, yep. And then he goes, Toby, what about you? And Toby goes, no. (laughs) No, not at all. He just says it under his breath. (laughs) He goes, no. Uh, but I love it also because in this in this moment, Daryl kind of does Toby a solid because he's saying, I haven't been to New York in a while. Maybe I'll stay overnight. Uh, my cousin has a big place. Uh, Toby says, how will we... Or sorry, he says, may I stay overnight at my cousin's. Toby's like, how are we going to get home? He's got yeah. a big place. You could stay too. Michael says, yeah, maybe I'll stay. It's not that big. It's not that big. <laughs> they got it's buses. They got buses that will get you home real fast. That's what he says. <laughs> so messed up. Uh, back at the office though, Kelly is now uh, telling Angela about the incident that happened. Uh, but she doesn't really have all the details. And when she's There's not, the first. yeah, for real, when she's not ready to dish though, uh, Kelly says, why don't you just read Toby's file? He got the story from everybody. There you go. And for Angela, this is like the gold mine. 
Not the Holy Grail. She's about to have some great reading at home. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, she's yeah. excited. So she steals the folder and she heads out. Yeah. <laughs> in New York, Michael is in uh, the office waiting, uh, waiting room, waiting for Jan. He's sitting next to a lady who is literally wearing almost the exact same suit as him. <laughs> oh, I love that they wrote that into there. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. And uh, as the uh, assistant hunter comes out, he says, hey, Jan's ready for you. Uh, but before This is our first look at Hunter, by the Here, way. That's right. Yeah, That's intro right. Hunter. Well, introduce Hunter into the scene. Yes, Hunter will be around for a little while and we'll... Uh... That one night, <laughs> you made everything all right. <laughs> I'm oh so excited. Gosh. He will send ripples through yeah. through the office. Um, but before Michael can head in, Daryl wants to just get him psyched up one last time. He says, bring it home now and remember, and I quote, remember the new black man phrase I taught you, to which Michael responds, pippity-poppity, give me that zoppity. (laughs) (laughs) Daryl goes, yes, sir. I love that it also, right after this, cuts to a talking head of Daryl, and he's like, "I I really do want him to get the raise. But I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> we get it. We get it, Daryl. We're right there with you. It's oh so good. Gosh. We would do the same thing. <laughs> but uh, back in Scranton, Roy arrives with security. Security guard Hank is... Because S- Hank, Hank will handle the oh, situation. For sure, for sure. You don't know yeah. about Hank. You don't know what kind of training that guy has. He's got a story, I'm sure. Uh, he, he arrives back in the office, and Hank is escorting him in to get his last check. We see Dwight stand up slowly to be in an attack position. <laughs> you can't be sitting down and no. also attack. He needs that. He needs that good leverage. He's got to get the jump on him. Um, Roy apologizes to Jim. He goes over to accounting, gets his check. As he's doing that, we see Dwight reach under the desk and pull out some nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but before he leaves, Roy stops at Pam's desk and says, hey, is there any way maybe we can get coffee or a meal? Um, Pam is not so sure. He says, hey, I just got a lot of stuff to say to you. And she says, okay. And then Roy heads out. As he's heading out, Kevin pops out of the break room and says, Jim, Roy, look out. Okay. That was so helpful. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Nice timing, Kev. That was awesome. Absolutely. But okay, so the question I have about this scene it took a lot of guts for Roy to apologize to Jim. Should Jim have apologized to Roy as well? Uh, this what is you, hard. Because I threw this out I, to Instagram wanna, too. Like I want to say, yeah, but also maybe if it had been a little bit longer of a time for them to like process it, like this is the next day I, I'm assuming like or whatever, but it's just crazy because I don't know. Like I want him to be like, Oh, it's cool, but it's, I guess it's still not. I mean... I don't even think it's the next day, because he's still in New York. Well, That's true. Yeah. Maybe it's and, not. Well, and when at the very beginning, when they were on the call with Jan, Jan said, last Friday, uh, one of your former employees tried to assault. So it's been a few oh, days. Oh, okay, okay. But oh, I, just, okay. I just think it's interesting. You know, Jim, or, or, you know, Roy's a big man. He apologizes for trying to assault Jim. Should Jim have apologized to Roy for 
kissing his fiance. Mm, yeah, probably. That is know. true. He did yeah, kiss yeah. his fiance. Yeah, he could have just said, "Me too." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah me, real yeah, creative. Yeah, me yeah, too. He, he could have just said, "Yeah, me too." I'm sorry about that. Uh, kiss your girl. So back in New York, uh, we Michael and Toby are sitting down with Jan. Um, Michael, real, you know, mentions that she got a new assistant. Uh, Jan is kind of like, "Do I need to, you know, tell you about every time I get a new assistant?" <laughs> Michael says, "It would have been nice to get a memo. We are lovers." Yeah, and I love that he says, "Oh, I didn't know you hired James Vanderbeek." <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who that is, that is the quarterback on the MTV hit movie Varsity Blues That's from right. the early two thousands. Dawson from Dawson's Creek, baby. That's right. Which Hunter looks nothing like him. No, no, no. It's not. just fun. I, oh, I didn't know you hired James Vanderbeek. <laughs> Uh, but Jan is trying to keep it professional. She says, okay, hey, Michael, this is an, a salary negotiation. You have to understand that we have to put all of our personal feelings and situation, we have to put all that aside. Uh, I need to let you know that we can offer you a 6% raise. <laughs> Michael's response, are you kidding me after all we've been through? <laughs> <laughs> I bought you those jade earrings. <laughs> yeah, I got you those jade earrings. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Michael doubles it takes it right down. to the personal level. Oh, absolutely. He doubles down and says, no, Jan, you, here's the deal. You're going to give me a good raise or no more sex. <laughs> <laughs> Which Toby is like, what is He's going like, on? And here we go. We're going to court. Let yes. me take as much notes as I can. Yeah, it's going to be a groundbreaking case. Yeah, says. I think he says, Michael says, what are you writing down, pervert? <laughs> <laughs> no, per ball. Perv ball. Yeah. Perv ball. That's what he said. Yeah. What are you writing down, perv ball? Uh, we cut back over to Scranton and Roy is with Pam at a diner called The Hungry Fox. And he he starts off by calling her Pammy, which I believe in the last episode she and said, "Don't call me Pammy." Exactly. Uh, yeah, Roy, that's what right. are you doing? Miss the memo, Roy. Oh my gosh! Uh, but he apologizes, um, and he he he's kind of you know talking about the situation. He's like, "Yeah, I just always thought that you and Jim were friends, or that he was gay, or something." <laughs> And then he looks at the camera and goes, not like that's wrong or anything. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Pam apologizes too. And it's at this point where they've kind of broke the ice. And then Roy says, so you're going to start dating Halpert? She says, no. And he's surprised by this. He says, you broke off the wedding for this guy and you're not even going to try. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pam sort of makes it clear like, no, I broke off the wedding for a lot of reasons. Yeah, but uh, this is a moment where Roy is kind of Roy is kind of maybe like trying to get over her a little bit and saying mm-hmm. like, "Hey, are you at least going to go for it?" You know, after all of this, and she says no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I he think so too point. because yeah, and I think like for I mean they've dated for a long time. They've like been on again, off again. You know, from the sound of it, I think that they've both been like mentally done for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like all right, whatever. Exactly. Uh, so as we cut back over to the office in Scranton, Dwight is coming back to his desk where he sees a certificate of bravery oh. from the Scranton PD <laughs> on his desk. That was sweet. Nice gesture. <laughs> yeah. Please, re- please read us what it says. <laughs> as he sits down, he reads, for outstanding citizen- citizenship, 
from a very brave young man. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh so hard right here because it says from a very brave young man. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, But Dwight sees right through, Uh, you know, initially Jim is like, Hey, yeah, the word must've got around. Yeah. (laughs) But Dwight is not having it. He's like, nah, they give these to kids. Look, you can see the teddy bear in the corner wearing a policeman's cap. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim's like under his breath. He's like, I didn't think you'd notice. So. <laughs> he didn't think you'd notice. And Dwight definitely notices and crumples it up and throws it away. Yep. Dang, dude. Nothing will do it. Maybe could have held on to it or something, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think he's like... He's too honorable, man. He can't even take a kid's paper. (laughs) (laughs) So back in New York, the meeting with Michael and Jan is falling apart. Jan thinks, uh, hey, why don't don't we take a break? Michael's like, no way. You're not going to use tactic number eight on me. (laughs) Yeah, he says, no, no way. You're not going to use tactic number eight on me. I invented tactic number eight. (laughs) Which, if you think about it, he did. So much of his work history is just like, I don't want to deal with this problem. Let's take a break. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Um, So then they, you know, ask if Toby wants to take a break. He definitely does. So he gets up and leaves, and Jan and Michael are left in the room alone so at this point we get kind of this moment where jan is kind of a good the good guy here she says hey what what's going on with you yeah and michael makes it clear i'm having a weird day i accidentally (laughs) (laughs) cross-dressed true and i'm sure it's very uncomfortable in those pants you know daryl made me feel like i'm not making any money i had to ride here with stupid toby and you've got a hot young assistant and it's at this point where Jan says, look, Michael, I can give you a 12% raise. Earlier she said, hey, we can Showed offer you hand. six. Yeah. But she says, I can give you 12. You just have to ask me for 15. Yeah. And this Michael, is a good scene. <laughs> yeah, he kind of initially doesn't get it, but then she really spells it out. I just need to record you asking, and I can give you 12. And I love Michael's response, which is, Ah, uh, soul. Yeah, soul. <laughs> and then I love as soon as it clicks too. He's like, "Hold on, let me uh, use my acting skills for That's this." Right. So he goes, "Here's the rub, Levinson." <laughs> <laughs> like like a western. Oh my gosh! Uh, so he says, "I want a fifteen percent," and she says, "Oh, well, we can offer you twelve. And she's so happy about it, but not before Michael is able to say, but you just said 15. (laughs) (laughs) But you just said 15. Uh, But then as the episode is wrapping up, Michael is kind of processing the day. And he's walking out of there with a 12% raise. That is pretty awesome. Yes. That's a good one. Not too bad at all. Uh, But he says negotiation is all about give and take. Okay. Thanks, Michael. And, uh, you know, today uh, he and Daryl got an increase in salary. And he says, but life is more than just salary. It's also about the perks. Like having sex with Jan. (laughs) (laughs) To which she's right behind him and says, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't even know she's there until he says that. She's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then uh, as we head back to Scranton, uh, everybody is heading out for the day and Angela calls over Dwight 
and uh, she's you know doing a little bit of flirting here. She's saying, "Oh, I just you know I found, I got this file. I've been doing some reading, some tales of bravery. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you could uh, come over tonight and we could read it together." Oh. She wants more of those jollies. Yeah. Oh gosh, I this hate the that you keep awkward, saying that. Like, What's this wrong? Is with- the most awkward no. pickup ever. Hang on hey, a second. No. Okay, no, we're moving on. We're moving what on. What is wrong with the word jollies? Oh, come on, Caleb. How about you what? answer that? Wait, what do you what do you go? Oh, come on, Caleb. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? I feel like everybody is uncomfortable in this moment, and Rob just keeps saying it. <laughs> no, it's such like an old man perv ball. <laughs> <laughs> what are you writing down over there? Perv what are you ball? writing down over there? Something about jollies? I'm just writing. <laughs> I'm just writing down the word jollies. Oh God, no, no. <laughs> You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this spot where oh, I say <laughs> jollies. And then I'm going to cut that. And I'm going to make that her ringtone whenever I call. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. That would terrify me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So she wants them to come over and read that so they can get their jollies. And they just start making out in the office. Oh, yeah. But then Jim walks out of the men's room. He sees them through the window. Then he turns and realizes the camera saw him see them, runs back into the men's room and says, you know what? I'm never going to say a word. And now we're even. There you go. So that's how he's going to pay back Dwight. Good man, Jim. That's That's a good one. And then right before we go to our final credits, ladies and gentlemen, the Nard Dog is back. Here we go. That is right. Andrew Bernard. Graduated a second time. That's right. That's right. Andrew Bernard has finished uh, anger management in the same way that he finished at Cornell on time. Right on time. (laughs) He says, I got a second chance. I'm not going to blow it. So look out, Dunder Mifflin. Uh, Look out in a fun way, not like in a I'm going to hurt you kind of (laughs) way. He has to walk it back. Um, But as he walks in, he announces, hey, guys, guess who's back? And then Dwight just unloads the the pepper spray on him. In your face, Andy. And he just crumples and screams, oh, my God. (laughs) And I love that Andy still wants to stay and work there. Had something like that happen to me, I'd be like, I'm good. (laughs) What's also funny is before he gets pepper sprayed in the face, he walks in and says, What's up, Jim? And he goes, What's up, Drew? And he goes, I don't like that you call me that. <laughs> he's like, My name's Drew now. And he's like, No, it's not. <laughs> and he says, You know what? I can't control what you do. I can only control what I can control. And he goes, Drew. <laughs> uh, Caleb Polk, are you giving us a little taste of next week's episode? Oh, wait. Am I missing? Is, oh, yeah, is that what you're doing? I thought right this now? was right. It's before, all right. right. It's all right. It's a teaser. This is it's what a happens teaser. when I watch it multiple times. Jollies. Um, they run together. So, so Dwight, we're just gonna splice that in awkwardly into the next week episode. It'll work. It'll work without any context. It's gonna be really, really loud and gained up on the that's, mic. That's gonna be our intro. Uh, yeah. But but as Andrew Bernard is uh, just crumpled to the ground, screaming to Jesus, uh, Dwight announces boldly, "No need to thank me." <laughs> <laughs> We see his weapons being confiscated by Toby. And uh, the final thing we hear from Dwight is, uh, I'm no hero. You want to know who a real hero is? Hero from the show Heroes. Also Bono. Sure. (laughs) I get it. Also Bono. So now we know a little bit more about Dwight. Also Bono. 
And uh, that's the end of the episode. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to a point in the episode where we like to head over to that good Dunder Mifflin subreddit and mm-hmm. look at some quality content. Now, here's the deal, Caleb Polk. I did. I'm ready. I did sort by new. All right. And there was some good stuff. But there was also one that was kind of popular that I had to choose because it was horrifying, I think is the best word to, to okay. use. Tell so, me when, because I'm ready to open it. So if you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if, you, if you're listening uh, to the podcast right now, if you go down to the show notes, you will see a link that says Dundee Winner. Click on that. And you will go to a post on Reddit that says, and, and at the time of this recording, it has 223 upvotes. So it is a little bit popular. But the title of the post is The Office, but Dwight and Pam are together. What the heck is this? This is a video where somebody deep faked Dwight's face onto Jim in all of the moments that are sweet no. between him and Pam. So that no. it looks like Pam and Dwight are together. Andy, you haven't seen this. I want you. Why would somebody do such a horrid thing? I want you to just experience a little bit of this in real time. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. Oh weird. my gosh. <laughs> He looks like someone I know. I can't place it. Like in real life. Let's see. <laughs> I don't like Dwight deepfake over Jim's face looks like a 1980s Ukrainian basketball star. That's the only way to describe it. No. Dwight and Dwight invites her to dinner and she gets teary eyed. Oh That's awesome. God. I love it. Oh, I hate the proposal part. <laughs> oh gosh. So this is just uh, It's good for you. It's so good for you. So ladies and gentlemen, go click on that and watch that video and be horrified. Be absolutely along with us. Horrified. It's so good. All right, and hey, that brings us to the end of the episode, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Make sure, once again, wherever you get your podcasts, that you subscribe and uh, leave us that good five-star rating on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It helps out the show. Come check us out uh, on Patreon tonight, patreon.com slash an office pod. Uh, we're talking about our own negotiations. Oh, yeah, good. we are. You don't want to miss it? You don't. Yeah, want to miss you're it. not going to miss Andy's because it is... It's a, solid. It, it's a doozy. It's a negotiation. <laughs> Fire. Listen, you're going to want to record it and sell it at a webinar. Or that's something. right. That's right. See official on training. How, how, to, how to win deals. That's right. How to close. <laughs> uh, and then uh, make sure, as always, you go and do your homework. Listen to season three, episode 19, safety training. Okay. The uh, The description here says, during safety training day, Michael is determined to show everyone that safety is no joke, and Dwight helps him prepare an over-the-top demonstration. All right, let's go. I am so stoked for this next episode because of what happens. And this is one of the most iconic cold opens in, like, I would say all of television. Do you remember this episode? No. Yes. Andy? No, I don't think so. All I have to say to you is Dwight 
you ignorant slut. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Here we go. It's going to be so good. Season three is so dang good. Oh, yep. this is so many good ones. Uh, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Caleb. And I'm Andy. And this was Everybody, Everybody in the Conference Room. How was that? All right, all right let's <laughs> head over to poor Richard. <laughs> 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 <laughs>